home is where you should feel the safest. But the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Curling fans, you've come to the one place with everything you need involving USA Curling and more. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with the 12th In Sports Network and host Price Atkinson and Joe Calabrese. Get ready for everything you need to know, news, interviews, points of view, and club spotlights. Anything involving USA Curling can be found here. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with the 12th In Sports Network. Now, here are Price and Joe. The Extra Extra End with the 12th End Sports Network coming at you again. Corona time. Joe, I bought a, uh, I bought a 12 pack. I know you don't drink, but I had to, uh, I-, I was feeling uh, my, the, corona, the Corona roots with Cinco de Mayo uh, tomorrow as we record here Monday. Um, and just to support uh, Corona overall, so uh, impulse buy at Sam's Club on Friday. But most importantly, how are you guys? Hope you all are, are healthy and well up in uh, up in New York. Yeah, Price. Yeah, the, my wife and kids and I are all doing pretty well up here in Rochester, New York, uh, at the home office here at TESN headquarters, uh, <laughs> Fairport, New York. Um, you know, uh, the last weekend or so, my family and I, you know, my family. Um, my kids were with the opposite parents, so my wife and I had a chance to kind of get out, and we did a little bit of hiking in the trails uh, close to home. And then um, I got to sit down a little bit on Saturday and watch ESPN 8 The Ocho. I don't know if you got to catch any of that, but, you know, I, I would suspect that if I was drinking, I would have uh, had a Corona and, <laughs> and sat down to watch a little bit of The Ocho. It was a lot of fun. Oh, I most certainly did catch a good bit of it because, uh, you know, I, I don't know how the – this happened because I didn't even realize that was going to be on this weekend, but I think it was Friday night. I think I may have popped on uh, a late night viewing. I think it, I'm almost positive it was Friday night dodgeball. I hadn't seen it in a while. And it just so happened that, uh, you know, Sunday after Saturday afternoon cleaning and just working around the house and everything, you know, popped over uh, on ESPN just to see, is there anything that might strike my fancy? And sure enough, haha, what do we have? We've got the Ocho. And so, one of my favorite things in the world is the uh, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. So I got to see one of my idols, Joey Chestnut, do his thing when it came. I think it was cheeseburgers, uh, crystal burgers that they were eating on, on Saturday afternoon. So breath of fresh air to get, um, you know, when we don't have sports, but to get something a little bit off the radar. And it, it looked more major league eating in my book. Put it on TV. I'll watch it all. And, and did you watch Thor and his uh, his world record uh, deadlift attempt? Did you see any of that? I did not see that. That the eating stuff is what captivates me more. Um, there was a I don't remember if it was uh, God. I mean, I saw so much crazy stuff on there. Oh, arm wrestling! I did catch some arm wrestling, and my son and my daughter walked in as I was just standing there in the kitchen watching it for a, a few minutes during a break of cleaning. And they both came in and started asking questions. And basically all I could tell them was, look, these guys are brute strong. And they watched a couple of them, and they're like, holy cow, that guy's big. So I, I didn't want to take them down the road. I really wanted to start teaching them about the movie Over the Top, but I figure we're probably a couple years away from that. 
that's probably a good thing, Price. Uh, that movie, uh, not high on the Sylvester Stallone uh, uh, highlight reel. Um, but so it's just so, so you can um, have the context, uh, Thor is the guy who played uh, the mountain in Game of Thrones. Okay. And the guy is 450 pounds, but he is just built. He's like 6'9", um, just strong as you can possibly imagine. Yeah. Um, the deadlift that's had world record was it had to be 1,100. I think it was and four pounds uh, deadlift. So so off the ground, just straight up. Um, and uh, he warmed up with two. And I think the first one was like 900 some pounds, and then the, the next one was like I don't know, like 1,050 pounds or something. Ooh. And he just made it look like it was so simple. And then he, you know, the the uh, the world record attempt he did, and. Uh, um, you know, he made it, and then the announcers who were, you know, they were on, you know, a Skype type thing like we're we're doing now. Um, they said, "I don't think he's going to try another one today." <laughs> like, yeah. well, yeah, you don't know. No, he's got the world record. There's, I guess, five people in the world have have uh, deadlifted over a thousand or something like that. Um, it was pretty impressive. And and to be honest with you, for me to spend five minutes talking about it right now <laughs> lets you know how deprived we are for sports right now. We're deprived. Um, we're we're getting a little closer to to getting some stuff back. I think what NASCAR is going to be starting off all actually here in in my state uh, down in Darlington. I'm not a NASCAR fan. The only reason why I know this is I saw him talking about it on the news last night. Um, we've got uh, golf that's going to be firing back up in, in June. What I really need is baseball. Um, this Saturday, I don't know if you caught any of it on Saturday. Look, I'm a big horse racing guy. Obviously, went to school in Kentucky, so. I got uh, the ponies kind of in my blood, but you know the Derby, the Kentucky Derby, obviously was supposed to be Saturday. But did you watch? Did you happen to see any of it? The virtual, uh, the virtual race that they did with some of the past greats like Seattle Slough, Secretariat, um, uh, Citation. It was really, really cool. I, I somebody told me it, it was a lot like the auto racing they've been doing virtually, which I, I, I just don't do auto racing, so I haven't seen it. But the horse racing stuff was really awesome. It's funny because I'm sort of the the opposite. Like I didn't catch the uh, the horse racing, although I know who won. I heard about who won, um, but I, I did catch a little bit of the auto racing, which I find fascinating. The only because it looks so damn real, and yeah. so it's like, you know, it's like, why would you ever risk your life doing uh, NASCAR when you could just do it virtually? Yeah. Um, but it, it it was. The whole thing is pretty amazing to me that we're so deprived of that these these things are popping up now that are are pretty entertaining and uh, you know I I know you're sort of into the horse race and how did, how did you think that went? I thought it was awesome. Um, I'm not surprised by the winner. I thought Affirm should have been should have been better than a fourth place finish. But you know, look, you, it's hard to argue. Um, you knew Secretariat was going to win because he's track record at Churchill Downs. So I just what I was just blown away it was what you kind of alluded to and said right there, which is how real it looked. I mean, my wife came and sat down. She didn't have a clue. But she saw me watching yeah. it and sat down, and there was like a Zoom happy hour with some of her friends from down at Clemson. So they started – they had it on too, and they're talking about it. And she looks up. She goes, what, this isn't real? And I kind of just looked over at her and just kind of laughed and just you know continued to watch the race. But she, she had no idea that it wasn't real because it looked 100% legit. You could not tell if you did not know. Yeah, and, and just to recap, this was the 13 Triple Crown winners yeah. um, were racing in a virtual race uh, in place of the Kentucky Derby. So, yep. and there were two, yep. um, there was, was it the, was it the Arkansas Derby? 
for two races that were actual real races yeah. earlier in the day. Yeah, Oaklawn Park in Arkansas has been running. Um, Gulfstream um, has been running, too. So you still had some derby prep races, which that's something I just uh, – I have to ask Scott Shapiro and some of my racing friends, but uh, handicappers, because I don't understand running – I guess you'd have to run the prep races now because if those meets aren't uh, in season, like Arkansas, I don't think is in season later in the summer, you pretty much have to run the derby prep races now like normal because with the derby now postponed to September, my thought would be you would wait and push them a little bit closer to the race like normal, but I mean, we're in anything but normal right now, so... I guess that's why they went ahead, but yeah, horse racing has been been going on. You can watch it uh, on the weekends, and you know, even during the weeknights, um, you know, online. You got a TVG account. Uh, you can have a little fun, but yeah, it's about really the only th- thing of live sports we've had over the last few weeks. And so I'm I'm really excited for racing to get going. I think Churchill Downs is going to open in Louisville. Um, I believe it opens this week, even Joe. So yeah, it was a sad day uh, on Saturday, Derby Day for those of us who. Um, it, it's a special day. I obviously haven't gone to school in Kentucky. You know, it's, it's, it's a big day, you know, a day to showcase the state, but you know, nonetheless, Joe, um, we do have sports on the horizon. We've got curling on the horizon. That we're going to talk about real quick, Jared Allen, our guest this week, I caught up with him very, uh, real late last week. Um, good interview with Jared really enjoyed an entertaining interview, you know, talking about uh, what's ahead for them, uh, this coming season, this next season, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's in the quarantine lockdown too, uh, surviving it with, uh, his wife, Amy and their two daughters. So they're, they're doing well there in Nashville. Uh, but really more dishing on what's, uh, you know, what's ahead with them. Uh, and then Joe, one interesting thing, uh, you know, talking about, obviously this whole thing started with a bet, you know, trying to make the 2022 Olympics, but, uh, you know, what he had to say about possibly, uh, you know, continuing on through the 2026 games. So uh, excited to bring that interview to everybody here coming up. Yeah, I had you send that to me uh, after you got it done because I was so curious to hear how uh, how excited he was about uh, curling after a season where he probably was a little bit disappointed about not making the Nationals. Um, but, you know, he's, he's very optimistic. Um, seems like he's very much looking forward to um, what should eventually be some full-time ice in the Nashville area. So um, it's a good interview. And yeah. I, I, yeah, I think it, Jared Allen is uh, – Somebody that we ought to be uh, talking about from now and maybe through 2026. We'll see how it goes. Yep, so that interview is coming up next, and Joe and I will wrap this thing up uh, later in the, uh, you know, with the second segment after the Jared Allen interview. Uh, before we do talk about curling, some team changes, Joe, here with uh, Team USA and the High Performance Program. Big birthday shout-out to our man, B.A. Brian Anderson, co-founder of the 12 Minutes Sports Network with you. Did you go? Did you do a drive-by last week and uh, wish B.A. happy birthday? <laughs> no, but we did wish him uh, well on Facebook uh, and, and yeah. chatted with him quite a bit. He, he, he's uh, he's well-equipped to handle uh, this type of quarantine. He has plenty <laughs> of different projects that he works on, and so um, I don't think he minds it one bit. Yeah, all his woodworking I've seen that he's been doing. It didn't seem like he's been phased one bit by all this. But, uh, you know, happy birthday to our man, B.A. Brian Anderson. Hope it was good. Um, Joe, let's march forward. Um, Last week, we had some team announcements come out. On the women's side, uh, Team Peterson and Team Christensen. I guess let's start with the first of the obvious, Team Peterson. Um, all five that are that are back, but what is new is is the name as well as the Team Christensen name. But Team Roth is now Team Peterson, 
and Tab will be skipping this team as Nina will be back full time from um, you know having her first child and will be uh, vicing along with uh, Becca, Ham Becca Hamilton throwing second stones to her Peterson lead and then Eileen Geving as their full-time alternate she'll fill in as needed but uh therefore it's not going to be a rotational setup uh, those are the four that are going to go and when Eileen's needed she'll come into play yeah I know um boy what a great fit to have first of all with Eileen um somebody who can play pretty much any position uh sweeps uh, like a maniac um just good all-around teammate um but you know Nina uh, coming back to throw a third um I don't think it was too much of a surprise that this team stuck together. Um, I think the real only real question was whether Nina was going to throw last or she was going to throw third. And now uh, we, we at least initially know that the plan is to have her throw third. And, um, boy, you take the fearlessness that um, both the both Nina and um, Tabitha have, put them together in this particular order. We'll have to see how it turned out. But obviously, um, coming off their performance at Nationals and, and on tour, um, they got to be considered the favorite going in uh, is sort of like the team one. We used to have a team one and a one a, I guess, between uh, Roth and Sinclair, but I, I think they're the clear number one right now. What do you think? Uh, no, absolutely. No question about it. They're, they're the clear cut top team on, on the women's side in the U S um, one thing I was kind of curious about though, you know, it worked really well when they did it. I'm not, I didn't think they would stick with it, but any surprise that they wouldn't uh, have gone with, with Nina at lead, and then moving Tara down to second, Becca throwing third stones because it was a lineup that worked really well when they played it that way. Yeah, I guess um, I guess you could play it that way. And I guess what's great about this team is that they have a lot of flexibility. They could yeah. they could throw out pretty much any lineup and be pretty strong. Um, but uh, Becca was always one of the best seconds in the country. Right. And you know, well, she moved up to third and she did a terrific job last year. I think you take somebody like Nina who has draw weight in her back pocket almost all the time. Like, you're going to be in great situations. Um, and then when you get ahead, Becca can put teams away um, in much the same way that Vicki Persinger can do. Um, so uh, I like the team lineup the way that it's constructed right now. I like the fact that they've got a, a terrific alternate in Island Gaming uh, who can, like I said, play any position. I just think their, their overall flexibility is great. I just hope they don't tinker with it too much, that, you know, that they, they've got a lineup, they stick with it, and, you know, I suspect good things will happen. Yeah, um, I think the, the one – yeah, I agree with you on all that. Um, coach is not announced yet. Natalie Nicholson, Laney Peters, uh, they were co-coaches last year, so we'll see exactly uh, what's going to happen on the coaching side uh, with, with Team Peterson. Uh, but then Team Christensen announced, obviously, we knew um, – you know, we got word of this, you know, earlier in the spring um, – Corey Christensen skipping, uh, Sarah Anderson, Vicki Persinger, Taylor Anderson. Those are the four. There's no fifth, uh, but also Kathy Overton Clapham. She is, uh, you know, announced that she will be uh, the coach. USA Curling put this out last week, followed up by the team. So uh, basically, everything is still intact. Uh, Sands Jamie Sinclair for for this uh, team. Christensen, obviously Corey moving back in the hack now to uh, to be skipping. Yeah, I know Corey is, um, certainly has tons of experience at, at Skip, and so I don't suspect that that will be a problem at all. Um, I like the idea that Sarah's going to get a chance to play some back end. I think she um, is one of the untapped talents in the U.S. program. I think she um, can give them a, a lot of what they're losing by, by not having Jamie on the team. Um, 
But it would be interesting to see if they do develop a fifth over time. I think what we're seeing is most teams are pulling in a fifth player, and there's certainly going to be some options out there. I, I have a hard time not – I mean, seeing them not have a fifth because as much mixed doubles as Sarah plays, um, you know, obviously Taylor plays mixed doubles. Uh, Vicky plays – I mean, pretty much everybody in the U.S. is playing. I mean, there's very few that aren't. Uh, I mean, obviously – plays with John Schuster. I mean, like, yeah. they, they're going to have some times when the whole team cannot play together. Right. So, I would – at some point, I would expect a, uh, a fifth to be announced. It might be – you know, closer to the season, right, as the season gets going uh, before anything, may not even be any kind of announcement, just, hey, this is who's going to be, you know, our alternate kind of thing. But, uh, you know, you look at it uh, right now, we don't know uh, what the, you know, the landscape of the women's side is uh, besides these two, really, at least on high performance. But uh, I don't think there's any question Team Christensen is is the clear-cut two right now looking up at, at Team Peterson, Joe. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see how Jamie uh, builds a team, if that's what winds up happening. And, uh, you know, she's going to have a number of people in the performance, high-performance program to choose from, I suppose. Um, but I, I would agree with you that right now, I mean, the team that was 1A is probably clearly number two right now. Yeah. And then Jamie's going to have to build a team that can challenge. Um, and I think, she'll, I think she'll, she'll be able to. She's got all the talent in the world. Yep. All right. Uh, we're gonna have. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit more about this because uh, I think we're gonna have. I think we're gonna have uh, through a good source um, more news, more team news, uh, not just on the women's side, on the men's side later this week. Um, not fully confirmed, but that's what I'm hearing. So we'll talk about that in the final segment. Want to get our interview with Jared Allen in? He's coming up next, and Joe and I will be back to uh, to talk about some more uh, potential team announcements. Uh, you know how things have changed, maybe. Uh, at home for us with with the quarantine and things we're looking forward to uh, post-corona. So we're going to do that uh, coming up here in the last segment. But next, Jaron Allen from the All-Pro Curling Team. It's coming up next right here on the Extraction Podcast with the 12th Inn Sports Network. Home is where you should feel the safest. But the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. All right, welcome back into the Extra Extra In podcast with the 12th Sports Network, Bryce Atkinson. Now with our weekly guest, going to be talking today with Jared Allen, All-Pro Curling Team. Excited to have Jared with us. And, you know, Jared, you obviously played, before we get to the ice stuff, I'm just kind of curious because, you know, you had, you're a man that has captured my heart because I read a story the other day where you talked about how the NFL draft is so incredibly boring. I have preached that for years. It is one of the most boring sporting events on the planet but last week a couple of your former teams the vikings 15 players they drafted the panthers they draft seven players all defensive guys man i know you probably didn't sit down like i didn't watch every single pick because i was literally bored after watching two picks but man that was uh it was just good to have some sports back on especially as you look at some of your you know your former teams uh you know having a having a big weekend yeah, you know, I, I said, you know, the draft's exciting for those who are involved in the draft. Yeah. As veterans, you don't like it because it's basically, inevitably, they're, they're drafting someone if they, you know, 
to to challenge you for your position or job or you know at, at some point they're they're adding seven more players you know or like in the Vikings case 15 more players and that's 15 people that uh aren't going to be on that roster anymore yeah <laughs> so, um I think as veterans I don't think we like to draft as much as we did when we were drafted yeah uh, yeah other than that it's like you know it's hard to get excited for people that you know you don't really know unless like I said, unless you're a young team and you're you're you know I'm sure the Bengals the Bengals players are pretty excited to get. Joe Burrow, but then again, yeah. you know it's all hype until they they do anything in the league. Um, but you know, yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I think uh, you know Rick and those guys uh, with the Vikings, you know, they've they, they've done a pretty good job over the uh, the last few years. And this time it was actually more fun, like, you know, with all this stuff going on, Zoom. Everybody wanted to do a draft day Zoom deal, so yeah, you know, getting on there and uh, and hanging out with some people that did some stuff with the NFL Network and then with the Vikings. Yeah. I think that made it more exciting just because you're. BS and with some of the past players <laughs> and the guys in the organization, but uh, but other than that, yeah, hopefully hopefully it works out. I think they're you know we'll see what their what their top pick can do. I think that wide receiver from uh, from LSU seems like a good pick, and yeah. you know I think I, I I try to tell everybody you know with with anything you know be cautiously optimistic, yeah. you know, just because yeah. you never know what's going to happen with with rookies or injuries and stuff like that, and uh, you know I guess it's all. It really all determines on on how motivated these guys are. And I, you know, I was you know doing a thing on the NFL Network, and um, I the interesting thing is going to be now that there's no OTAs, there's no these these mini camps and and rookie camps and stuff like that. You know, it's going to put a big burden. I think you're going to see you know you know busts and, and and heroes a lot sooner because this is going to figure out who's who's self motivated, right? yeah. who's motivated to be the to be the who's who's motivated to put the extra time in and learn a playbook on their own without having to be coached and babysat. So um, I'm interested to see, you know, yeah, I think you'll see a, a vast difference between the guys that are going to be something in this league and guys aren't uh, in this first year. Yeah, it's totally uncharted territory. I mean, I, 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 I was more interested not to see who got picked where. I, you know, that stuff is fine. You know, like you said, cautiously optimistic of whatever is your team. You know, but just to see the virtual setup, the production, and, you know, taking it a step further, you know, this uncharted territory this or this new normal, as everybody likes to call it, you know, how things are going to play out, whether there's going to be a season or not, we clearly don't know. But like you just said, you know, OTAs uh, are supposed to begin, but now they're basically doing them virtually because you know, I think all, most of the rookies on every team, they get an iPad now and are starting to do – you're going to see who's going to do the work, who's not. And, I mean, depending on what happens, we just don't know. Everything's uncertain. That That's just, to me, the fascinating thing. As much as I hate being in this situation, Jared, I'm just fascinated to see how these – these these unknowns that we we don't know about play out absolutely and I, you know, I, I think if the nfl would be smart to take you know to take some of this even when things do get back to normal because i would i think people probably enjoyed this draft more seeing like inside you know people's homes seeing their kids seeing the connectivity right versus 100%. just seeing a big screen and roger announcing a name where you know it, it was cool to see how you know how the coaches you know what what their thought processes are I mean, not that you can hear all that but you kind of see the setups and you kind of get a, a more of a personal inside look as a fan of what's going on yeah uh, that's what i loved i thought it was awesome that the fact that you had to watch you know a minute and a half of a guy going from the green room up to a stage you literally got taken behind the curtain you know with a family to see the raw emotion and i just thought it was i thought it was fantastic i mean there was you know bumps in the road i mean you know roger is he's not a huggy guy but he i mean he did his best i that's that to me was the the most fascinating and, and enjoyable part uh, of the draft but let's get let's go from the field let's go to the ice man because that uh, that is what team all pro 
curling is all about. And you can follow you guys on Twitter at Curling All. Of course, they can follow you at Jared Allen 69. Jared, you know, talking with Michael Roos, your teammate at Nationals back in February, I know it was awesome to be there in, in Cheney where he played and went to college and that field name for him right next door. But I, I know you guys were disappointed not to break through at the challenge round and, and to have, you know, the all-pro curling team playing at your first Nationals. But, man, you guys have made the right steps, and you're making progress. Yeah, you know what? Um, you know, coming off when Mike and I got to go to Nationals as alternates with uh, here with Burr, and I went to with uh, Runan, uh, yep. you know, I guess two years ago last year. Um, man, it was such a great experience. And, and, you know, like you said, we got to put in so much time on the ice, right? And that, and that just helped us, you know, tremendously. And then, you know, for me, I got to play, I think I got to play a total of eight ends all through nationals just because, you know, reaching those guys were pounding people. Um, and, uh, so again, it was just great, great experience, but then, yeah, man, this year was a fun year, you know, coming in and, uh, we had high expectations, obviously towards the end, we started playing really well. You know, the last tournament we made, uh, I made the finals in before we before we were up to the challenge rounds, and then again, one of those things just kind of got disappointed. You know, we lost one of the first night, come back and win one, and then you know just just a couple shots here and there were the difference in in not having a successful weekend and, and having a successful weekend. So um, you know, disappointing we didn't qualify for nationals. I really thought you know that was a realistic goal we had, and that you know we could have we could have obtained. And um, but you know it did it. It left us. I think it left us hungry. What he kind of. After you get through the pissing and moaning and, and you know, what, what you know, you focus on what you need to do better. And I think, you know, that was the exciting part of getting ready to the summer is, is getting, you know, getting to be on the ice all the time and, 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 and getting better and, and, you know, figuring out what our team needs and, and adding those pieces. And uh, right now, obviously kind of a stalemate. I was going to, I was going to go to, I got invited to go to the, um, what was that that futures clinic yep um and so i was excited you'd go to that that obviously got canceled um so yeah it's kind of it's kind of an influx right now but i think you know we we're heading in the right right direction and um yeah you know the, the good part is it's not like we're falling behind right now uh, i don't think any curling clubs are open so not yeah. Like, yeah. just anybody has a private curling club i don't think anybody's really curling or putting time on the ice right now and so if like i said when it gets when this thing physically out it's safe to move forward yeah um uh, and, and travel around without putting anybody or some of their families, or, you know, in that jeopardy, then, you know, we'll, we'll get back at it hard and heavy. You know, as I mentioned, Michael Roos, one of your teammates, Mark Bulger, obviously as well. And then Jason Smith came on, Olympian that played with you guys this past season. And, you know, it's like a coach on the ice in a lot of ways. But, you know, as you guys started this venture to try and make the 2022 Olympics, you know, wh where are you at at this point? Do you feel like you're, you know, right where you thought you'd be? And, several years in and you know as you know people talked about this how this thing started is well you know can you make an olympics in maybe 2022 is this something you see definitely going to you know keeping the the ball rolling and and looking ahead to like 2026 yeah for sure i, I mean I, I think it's great as long as the body holds up i, I enjoy it right yeah. um, obviously i think you know in reality when we start this like 18 so it's been two seasons you know we've had two seasons which and we don't even have full-time ice here in Nashville so yeah uh, I think you know expectations are we where we should be you know that we need to be no we need to be better obviously but are we so far so far ahead of what we should be from based on the uh the ice time you know the ice that we have and the, and the, the time that we get quality ice oh absolutely like we're gonna go out there and compete you know uh we're not gonna look like goofballs out there and then like, yeah. so we work hard we put you know I mean, we, 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 we were able to i was flying up to minnesota i mean 
I was putting, I was going in just solo, meeting up with Colin, you know, and um, and hey, spending hours on the ice with him. And you know, Pete Anderson has been a great mentor through this. Richie and those guys are always down to scrimmage. So you know, we we put in the work, we put in the effort, and uh, you know, we started we started seeing it. You know, we started seeing a gain, and we started you know, started coming on, coming on, coming on, getting our first win, and then like I said, getting into the playoffs, and and then being pissed when you lose the teams you shouldn't lose to. You know, I said, understanding, hey, we can beat these guys. Um, so yeah, I think, and Jason's been amazing. Jason is, has been a, a great, um, asset on the ice. Uh, just not, you know, it, it's physically, I tell people physically, I can pick up anything as an athlete, you know, yeah. we can, we can learn a skill physically, yeah. but how do you combat the 30 years of curling knowledge some of these guys have? Well, you go out and get a guy who's been doing it for 30 years. You know, he wants to win and, and have fun. And, and so that's, you know, that's, that, that was, you know, it was disappointing that our season ended that way. I was glad to see him do so well at Nationals. But, uh, but like I said, if, when this thing is turning out, I'm, I'm still, yeah, I'm still at it to go. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how, how, like I said, I don't know if seasons get canceled. You know, it might just be a straight up, you know, your Olympics for this year. Obviously, we, that's the thing. I always knew it was a slim chance. Yeah. But if you, if you don't set yourself, so, you know, you don't set your sights at the very best, then you never attain them. So, Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, we're going to do everything we can do to, to qualify for Nationals. Or whatever, when we can get back at it, we're going to get back at it hard. Who, who's somebody on tour, Jared? That obviously you, you curl with Smitty, he's a teammate, but you know who's somebody maybe on tour that you play against? That you know, it's you mentioned Pete, you mentioned uh, Colin Huffman, but you know maybe somebody that you might call every now and then, pick their brain, go sit down and have a meal with it, a you know at a tour event I mean, that you leaned on for advice. Yeah, you know, dude, for, honestly, I talked I talk to Schuster quite a bit. Like uh-huh. John started from our team because obviously him and Smitty are, are really good friends. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I talked to John quite a bit, um, you know, uh, Hoffman, you know, Richie and that, that whole group. I, I talked to them quite a bit. Uh, Pete, I talked to quite a bit. Um, so, I mean, the current world is so cool. Everybody's so tight knit, you know, no one, no one, no one's you know, a real jerk or anything. Everybody's kind of willing to help. So, um, you know, we spend a lot of time and then we spend a lot of time as a team and, and we're, I think we're very, we're very hard on ourselves and mm-hmm. very open about, you know, what, what went wrong and, and we, you know, we obviously take that into account with Smitty and, and try to have that balance, you know, make sure we're having fun doing it cause, and, uh, and competing hard. So, um, that's been a good, it's been, it's been really cool, but yeah, I mean, I, I pick up a little things from here and there, you know, like I said, spending time on the ice with Colin sweeping and, and, and Richie and spending, spending a time with that team dynamic to, you know, talking to John and see how they do things as far as timing wise or how they're calling shots or, yeah. you know, Hey, this is, you need to, you should be really good at this to be X. Right. Um, and I'll tell you what, now all these guys are on this little, on that flyer diet curling, you know, game on yeah. the computer curling. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, for strategy, why that little thing is awesome. I feel like a goofball running my screen back and forth. But, uh, <laughs> played shoes through the other day. He worked of course um but you know it's it, it's it's funny because that community staying together and they're finding ways to to uh to, to stay focused and at least at least you get mental practice you know yeah um so it, it, it is it, it's been a, it's been a fun ride and um but yeah i think i think that's probably the top group of guys that i've have been able to and jason was one of the guys that's why i brought on my team jason was one of those guys that we always spent time with yeah when we were uh when we were out and when he, you know, when he came available, we decided, let's go get him. What, what do you tell, you know, teammates that you played the NFL with and in college with and friends, what, what do you tell them about, 
you know, not just the sport of curling, not this, you know, the venture you're on, the work you're doing, you know, the camaraderie uh, that's in the sport. What do you tell them when they ask, hey, dude, what is this curling thing all about? What do you tell them? You know, I tell people, I said, it's, it's, it's a lot like chess on ice, and I, I liken it to like a short game of golf, right? Yeah. It's a very finesse-oriented sport. You want to control your, your adrenaline emotions, but I just, like, it's, it's awesome. It's so much fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, to, you know, to the club, obviously, you know, explain, trying to explain curling to people that, that just watch it on, on TV, it's, it's tough. But, you know, I think that's the biggest thing is, is you know, it's actually a sport that, that watches better on TV than it does live. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and until you actually get get the get the feel for for the technique aspect of it, it's not something you know you go out to just learn to curls and it's fun. Um, but yeah, I just tell people like, it's a good time. I'm like, listen, it, you know what it is? I think it's it's fun from a standpoint. Like we said, I like it at the golf a lot with my friends. Is that you can go out there and drink beers and and take it as casual as you want and and just hang out with with some friends, kind of like a golf course. Or you can be as competitive and as serious as you want. And just like anything, you know, what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. But I do. I tell people, I said, it's challenging. I think the reason I like it the most, too, because it, it, it takes the physical away, right? Yeah. My whole life, I've, I've been really good at doing physical things and, and have, I have physical attributes that like, give me an advantage. Where in curling, you know, other than sweeping, you know, which still is very technique based, I, you know, you have to, you have to be able to, to mentally, you know, keep it together and, and, and find those little nuances, the angles of, of of where's everything's going to be, control your misses. So it's, it's a cool deal. All right, last one before we let you go, Jared. I know that you guys made a lot of trips out to to Minnesota to to work out at Four Seasons and you know work out with uh, Smitty and and Chaska and, and everything you know over the last couple of years. But you know, you and I were talking. I, I don't know how much we get into the details, but you know, a, a facility a dedicated ice uh, coming to to Nashville here in, in what year year and a half, two years. How much? Uh, yeah. How you much know, of a difference talking, is that going to make for you guys? How big? Oh, will dedicated that? ice is everything. You yeah. can be on the ice, you know, every day. I mean, that's that's where you just leaps and bounds. You know, what I mean, that's the advantage of being retired and and being able to put that in. You know, that kind of that kind of work in. You can actually do less. You, know, you can put an hour or two a day in there. You know, out there by yourself, you put an hour on the ice every day, and you're going to get head and shoulders better than where you're at. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that's that's the exciting part. I know uh, there's some things in the works out here, and. Um, when they're done again, I think it's everything's kind of in this this limbo stage right now, right? You know, nobody yeah. nobody knows what what the future holds. But uh, like I said, be cautiously optimistic, and when we get that, it'll be uh, it'll be a game changer. The only thing I know is it's survive and advance in my house, Jared. A little bit like yours, yep. just each Absolutely. day is survive and advance the kids and uh, get through because it feels like Groundhog Day all over again every single day <laughs> right now, my man. Fortunately, it's not much different than my everyday life. Like I enjoy doing. well jared look man it's been awesome our best to uh to you and your wife amy and certainly your girls just stay safe and hopefully we will get through this stuff sooner than later my man absolutely you guys have a great one there it is jared allen team all pro again you can follow them on twitter at curling all or you can follow jared himself at jared allen 69 awesome to catch up with jared and no, we're all in this boat together, man. We're rowing in that same uh, with the same oars, just trying to get through this thing and, and hoping that we have a curling season. But those guys certainly sound like they are ready, prepared to go for another one, as that will be uh, Michael Roos, that will be Mark Bulger, Jared Allen himself, 
and then Jason Smith once again. So appreciate Jared uh, in a few minutes this week catching up with him and all about Team All Pro. When we come back, we will wrap things up here on the Extra Action Podcast with the 12th in sports. Do not go away. Close up shop here on the extra extra end. Awesome interview with Jared Allen. Appreciate his time, Joe. Anything uh, that you heard from him there that uh, you know caught your attention, surprised you? The only thing I, you know, from my end of things was just um, you know, Smitty's sounds like Smitty's definitely going to be back with them uh, next year because I was hearing that he might uh, might be looking at some other things. Not that he didn't like playing with those guys, but just was unsure of what uh, this coming year. Uh, was going to hold, but the definitely that uh, sounds like Jason Smith will be back with um, uh, Team All Pro. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. I think that develops those guys even faster than they had been prior to. But I guess the thing that I think was surprising to me in that interview was that Jared was invited to the uh, the Futures Camp. Yep. Um, it's pretty rare when you have somebody as old as Jared, I think, invited to something called the Futures Camp. But, um, <laughs> you know, what? The guy is just—he's just so athletically talented. Um, the question winds up being, you know, can they develop him into something um, that can, can contend in the nationals? And uh, I guess that's that remains to be seen. But it's unfortunate that the camp got canceled because you know it, it was an opportunity for him to him to learn and grow um, with folks that you know, really really know the game. Um, so we'll have have to sort of see see I guess how this team develops over time. I know that they. They have big plans, so we'll have to see how it turns out. Yeah, now pulling for them. Um, you know, I, I think we've talked several times here on the podcast about it, but I, ultimately, at the end of the day, when when all this thing, all this stuff moves through, and they're continuing to you know pursue dreams and, and, and goals, which you know they've set them high, and I, I got nothing, I've got no issue with that whatsoever. You know, I think at the end of the day, you know, Jared wants to keep going. I think, I definitely think that there is, you know. If he's going to make an Olympic team or he's going to play at the highest level, you know, I think it's going to be as maybe a lead because if they can, it, it all comes down to technique and, and obviously throwing the rocks and everything is a big part of it. But with his size and his ability, I mean, he's not a spring chicken anymore, but if they can get the technique down on the sweeping, I mean, look, like he said, he talks to Colin Huffman a lot. You want to talk about sweeping, I mean, Colin's one of the very best, you know, if not the best, one of the two best in the U.S. program. Yeah, I think that's what that Jerry could offer a team long term. Obviously, provided his body holds up. So uh, that's where I'd see him as is maybe a front end player down the road if he wants to keep playing it. Which everything he talked about it sounds like he does. Yeah, it, it might be the best road for him uh, individually to kind of get where he needs to be. Um, but right now, I think you know he's having a good time, just kind of uh, learning and growing, and, and his connections to the um, folks in the high performance program, um, and you know. Clearly, he's getting noticed and, and invited to things like this future camp. I, I think that's a that's a good step for him. We'll have to see. Like I said, we'll have to see how it plays out. But I think he, like I said, he's got all the talent in the world athletically, and if he can get the technique down, uh, work on his sweeping, and and throw consistently, you know, who knows where he winds up. Yeah. All right. Before we get uh, you know talk uh, and close things up, uh, talking about some other things that probably very likely could be coming later this week uh, from everything I'm hearing. Um, Joe, with with COVID-19, obviously I hope everybody is safe. I hope everybody's healthy, including those, you know, like uh, Ann Swissum that we've talked to, uh, some others at, at U.S. Curling uh, Club Nationals who 
who got sick with with the coronavirus. But you know, hope everybody's you know doing okay, is is getting better, is safe, healthy wherever you're listening. I know a lot of things have changed here at home with you know during the quarantine and the lockdown. Anything at your house changed? Because I know one thing. I you know starting to kind of make a list. You know to talk about this here. I know one thing. I've been high on the hog. I have been eating is good, if not better, than, than we have in months. I think it's because my wife's home. She's working from home more. She's got more time, to, you know, to put into meals. I am it's not just her. I do it too. But boy, I got to tell you one thing. You know, there ain't no food shortage out there. We we've eaten really good. My stomach reflects it over the last few weeks. Yeah, I guess uh, you know, as far as you know, things that have changed for the better, maybe is is the home cooking. But I think on the flip side of that, the things that have have changed for the worse is that I'm gaining weight in ways that I have never gained weight before. <laughs> and so I'm working out, I'm, I'm hitting the, the stationary bike, it's just not doing any good. <laughs> and so I'm trying to figure out what the heck I'm doing wrong. wrong. Uh, but I, I'm guessing that it's just, you know, uh, a more sedentary lifestyle. I don't have to you know, yeah. get up and talk to people. I just click the Zoom, you know, meeting link and the, I'm there talking to a coworker. So it, it's, it's just different. And I, and I, I you know, I guess um, the things that are better for me, obviously, seeing family. You know, yeah. I mean, in, in my own personal uh, immediate family, it is great. Um, but you know, not having um, the ability to really go see any, any extended family or um, yeah. have any real place to go, or, or in, in that respect, not having like uh, an ability to do a date night, for yeah. example, with my wife. You know, yeah. those are things that I'm sort of missing. You know, in, in this whole. Yeah, we're we're convinced as much as it's it's it has been awesome. One thing, you know, being off the road for me during a season, which is which has been an incredible change. Not to be, I mean, I was thinking this past weekend was supposed to be in uh, was supposed to be in Alberta. My, one of my daughter actually asked me Saturday after we were out, you know, running a couple of errands and doing a few things. She said, "Well, Daddy, where would you be this weekend?" And I hadn't really thought about it, but I said, "Nowhere. Season's over." And I was like, "Nope, nope, nope. Hold on. Let me back up." With a Champions Cup being pushed back a week, it would have actually been this week, this past weekend, in Olds, Alberta. So um, it's been better. It's been awesome to, on the reverse, to have the time with with the kids and stuff. We, you know, my wife and I are convinced that they're going to learn um, maybe the F word or some other uh, words that they shouldn't at the end of all this, just with the byproduct of frustration, never having a, a moment or a breather. Um, you know, but at the same time, it, you know, you get more time with them. I, I tell you one thing, I have been sleeping in too late. Um, that's something that we both have been, you know, cause you can sleep in and just roll, roll to the dining room table and in minutes and get going to school. It's not like that, but it, it feels like it just, you know, not getting up as early and trying to get the kids out the door for school in the morning. Uh, the other thing I've learned too, is if, if you, if, if you like, if you're looking for anything to enjoy and get a good laugh and, and have some fun. Uh, my kids, we have to, you know, pry the iPads and the, the electronics and stuff away from a lot of times, you know, just because they get bored and, you know, we're not letting them get out in the neighborhood and play as much with kids and stuff like that. But you want to find something funny on YouTube. It's clean. Um, there, there's a show called The Dangy Bros. I don't know if you've ever heard of it or seen it, Joe. Look it oh, up. I'll send you a link. Um, you know, three guys, they don't, they don't use bad language. They're young. They're, I mean, they're probably mid, you know, early 20s. They do all these different challenges and, and dares and punishment X things in their backyard. It's actually really funny. You know, three Christian guys, they, they, like I said, they don't use bad language, curse, or do anything that's, you know, foul derogatory. So it's real kid-friendly. And my kids were the ones that got me onto it. So 
ch- check out the Dangy Bros. It is it is hilarious. I I could spend hours and hours watching these dudes uh, drop you know five hundred pound go karts off off a trampoline and uh, doing a duct tape trampoline that they did recently. I mean they do the hilarious stuff. They they've got tons and tons of episodes out. But I, I challenge you to check it out, Joe. Okay, I, I, maybe I'll do that. I'm going to challenge you then. All right. Uh, so the uh, knowing that you have uh, younger kids. Um, one thing that my, my family enjoyed uh, during the, uh, the this whole quarantine is a Netflix show called The Big Show Show. Have you heard of this? I have not. Okay, so The Big Show is a is a former professional wrestler for the oh, WWE. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah as a the... sitcom. It's very much in line with the TGIF uh, type, ABC type, okay. you know, Family Matters type um, sitcoms. Yep. And I, I was, I was, I was pleasantly surprised at how well he did with this. It was a pretty good show, and so we we watched the whole season in about two or three days. It was pretty good. Wow! All right, you got it. You got it. I'm going. So, I'm going to check it out. So the. The Dangly Brothers and The Big Show Show, those are our recommendations for quarantine if you've got kids. Yep, The Dangy Bros, D-A-N-G. Dangy Bros. Yep, The okay. Dangy Bros. I, I, I'll even, we, we can include a link on uh, when we post this podcast this week. I'm telling you, there it's, you go. it's good stuff. All right, um, Joe, um, looking at the, later this week, uh, some announcements, um, hearing uh, potentially another one on the women's side. Um you know, men's side, we, we obviously have Schuster and uh, the Young Bucks still hanging out there. Um, look, hearing a, a, a um, head of the high performance or what, what I think is going to be termed now managing director. Um, but I think we're going to have some news later this week, which we'll uh, obviously call in, in, you know, I don't want to say emergency pod because this is really what we were trying to do late last week and just now getting to it. But I think we're definitely going to be having some news this week uh, and doing this again later in the week, Joseph. Yeah, lots of big uh, news uh, probably in the pipeline. Coaching changes, uh, lineup changes. Um, it, it's in the managing director, USA Curling, all up for grabs and probably a lot It's going to be announced this week. So um, you're going to want to look for that uh, second podcast this week. Hopefully we'll get one out before Friday. Yeah. <laughs> That's the plan. Yeah, Jamie Sinclair teased uh, something on social media, I think it was over the weekend, you know, something that was, um, you know, she was talking about maybe today. Um, I don't, I haven't looked to see if, if anything has popped, uh, you know, it's, you know, in the last few hours, but um, might that be it? Don't know a hundred percent, but it, it definitely sounds like uh, some interesting news is, is coming later in the week. So we will be back to talk about it, um, especially a, a team announcement on the women's side and, and potentially on the men's side, as well as uh, you, you said, coaching changes. So, uh, landscape around USA curling uh, here could look a little bit different here in, in a few days from now, Joe, uh, from where we're talking and, and talking is what we'll do when we come back with another episode as we start uh, kind of barreling down the stretch here, uh, not to go uh, Kentucky Derby on you, but uh, not much more to go this season. I, I, you and I have to figure it out to how many more episodes we've got, but imagine we've got a few more, uh, a few more that we can get out there because there is going to be stuff to talk about. But before we get, get out of here, Joe, um, one thing or things that you're most looking forward to post-corona time? Well, you talked about your kids maybe learning the, the F word. Well, <laughs> I hope my, not. all my things that I'm looking forward to, they, they start with the letter F. So it's, okay. it's family, 
um, getting out with my extended family. Uh, yeah. We were actually planning on going on a cruise in July, but that's all canceled now. Um, and then uh, football, yep. um, NFL football in particular. Um, I'd love to see the Bills uh, this fall uh, in a packed stadium rather than uh, you know 15,000 and 80,000. Uh, seat stadium and then and then fun you know one of the things that uh, my family loves to do is go to like amusement parks and things like that and, yep uh, having dinner dinners out and we host a bocce tournament for our, our curling club in the summer and so uh just just fun in general getting out out and, and enjoying life the way that um we've been used to as much as we can. I think that's, that's where I'm looking for. How about you? Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of those things you just mentioned, I mean, getting out, being able to see more family and friends, um, not just having to do the social distant, um, you know, backyard fire pit that we did a whole weekend. Cause it was so nice. And kids camped, uh, did some urban camping, uh, in the tent in the backyard. Um, you know, just looking forward to all that and hopefully, you know, get sports getting back uh, sooner than later. But I mean, really, honestly, I mean, you want to get specific. I mean, you know, not living in fear anymore that when you walk out the door or really not so much walking out the door, but walking into any you know place of business, you know, the fear of of uh, of getting sick, um, not having to wipe every single thing down from the grocery store before you bring it in or wiping down the mail, you know, as stupid as that sounds, you know. Um, you know, but, you know, the kids getting back to school, you know, as much as I, you know, talk about freedom and it'd be nice to have a, a breath of fresh air, you know. Um, you know, they're missing, you know, they're missing their friends and they're missing their teachers and, and we're missing them too, because they certainly do a far, far, far better job of teaching them than, than my wife and I do not to sell ourselves short, but look, as I joked one time before, I think elementary school teachers at least should be making a million dollars a year. Cause my first and third grader, uh, we could use a little H E L P right now in the form of our, uh, public schools wishing they were open, but we get it. We know the time, we know the situation. Boy, you know, all those are great things to be looking forward to, isn't it? And, and you know, obviously we're going to be looking forward to the curling season, hopefully in the fall. Um, Price, I have one more thing I need to talk about. And I think I, I, I did, I know I mentioned this during the season, but then we had to cancel our, our fundraising event, the curling, the gathering in Rochester. It would have happened uh, at the end of last month in a March. Um, and we, we, Boy, it's not too surprising, but when I asked uh, the folks whether or not they would want to donate their registration fee to the charity, mm-hmm. um, we had such an incredible response. We didn't even have the event. We raised $5,000 for the Pancreatic uh, Cancer Association wow. of Western New York. So um, I just want to thank all the people who were involved in that. Um, and, you know, we're going to have that event next year. We're going to support the same charity. We're really looking forward to it. And I'll announce a date at some point in the future. But if you want to get involved in that, please let us know. Man, that is that is absolutely outstanding right now. Even you know, in tough economic times with with everything going on, you know, to still be able to raise that kind of money for such an important cause in, in pancreatic cancer, uh, that is just beyond thrilling for you guys. So, congratulations to everybody. Uh, you know, you guys, Joe and. Uh, putting that thing on, but also uh, thanks to everybody for for supporting that. And, you know, one thing I was going to say is if if you're a local club listening right now, make sure to reach out to the USCA if you have issues. And um, we know, Joe, that there's going to be more things. Um, Certainly the the immediacy is, you know, everybody staying healthy and and well and and staying home, to be honest, although a lot of these states, um, you know, are, are reopening for business slowly. 
Um, you know, if, if, you, if your local club, it, there's going to be challenges moving forward, Joe. We know there are, especially as you get closer to opening, you know, for, for next season, we hope, in, in the fall. You know, make sure to reach out to the USCA and let them know, you know, what, what's going on at your club, how, what you might need help with, how they could help. But don't be shy to, to reach out to them. Um, and their resources available to to help local clubs across the country. So, uh, I wanted to make sure that that local clubs, uh, you know, with the, we're so stuck in this vacuum right now, it's it's kind of hard to look forward and, and and be able to pinpoint what those challenges or issues gonna, are going to be. You know, membership obviously, and um, you know, facilities and and, and rental that kind of stuff is is pretty obvious. But you know, there are going to be other things that pop up, and so want to make sure everybody knows that uh, the USCA reach out to them, let them know uh, what's going on with your club, what you need help with. Yeah, I think that's great advice, Price, for all those clubs that are out there and, and thinking about what how they're going to reopen. Um, I'm sure that there are going to be templates out there for folks uh, thinking about what they need to do in terms of sanita- sanitization. Excuse me. Um, even maybe some some rule changes. Um, you know, I was listening to the, the new Kevin Martin podcast uh, with Warren Hanson, our buddy Warren. Yeah. And Kevin suggested maybe there's just three person teams this year, which I thought was crazy. But like, if you think about it, it kind of makes sense because then nobody has to be all that close to each other. Three person teams, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hate to bring more people in the building, but I almost think you need five six man teams this year because. I mean, if one person gets sick, and look, this is getting real far ahead of things, but, you know, I was talking to Rich Ruinen about this stuff and, you know, the traveling, depending on when, if. I mean, one person gets sick, man, you're, you're, you're down. I mean, if you got three and one person gets sick, you're down to two, man. That's I, Look, there's a lot, a lot moving forward. I have not had a chance to listen to the Inside Curling podcast, but uh, with our man Warren Hansen, I, it has been on my list to check out. So uh, I definitely can't, uh, can't wait to uh, – to do so joe anything before we get out of here because uh, we'll be back later this week we hope and we think uh i'm i'm thinking i guess that's the answer <laughs> i'm thinking too I'm thinking. all right folks uh everybody look stay safe out there uh stay healthy um do what you need to do uh you know be smart about it uh, especially as things wherever you are uh whether it's opening up uh slowly or, or if it's not yet uh, just please be smart. Uh, make the right calls out there, and you know, hope uh, anybody and everybody that that's affected directly by this that um, you are doing better and feeling better. But Joe Calabrese, myself, Bryce Atkinson, we will be back a little bit later in the week. Another podcast of the Sports Network's The Extract Trend. We'll talk to you a little bit later in the week. Thanks for being with us on this edition of the Extra Extra In Podcast with Bryce Atkinson and Joe Calabrese. Follow the 12th In Sports Network crew on Twitter and Facebook to stay up on our weekly contests, giveaways, guests, and for upcoming episodes of the Extra Extra In Podcast. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action! Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Let's get it out of here. Where else is history still in the making? Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins tonight on TNT. Right now at Kohl's, it's the last-minute gift sale. Take an extra 20% off and save on kitchen must-haves. 
Get 25% off toys and get 20% off fragrance gift sets. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, fast and free store pickup. Still not sure what to get? Our gift cards are always a great idea. Give with all your heart. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. 20% offer valid December 21st through December 24th with promo code RECEIVE20. Offers and coupons do not apply to toys and beauty. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.